This is Recruiting Daily's Recruiting Live Podcast. Real talk about talent acquisition, recruiting, sourcing, and hiring. With the godfather of sourcing. And now, welcome to Shally's Alley. With your host, the legend of legends, the big Bahumi, the salt in your shaker, Shally Steckerl. Have you ever heard of a SWOT analysis? Maybe when you were in B school and your marketing professor or whatever told you about the SWOT analysis, you probably slept through that class. I know I did. But I've actually gone back to it and, and reread it and restudied it. And what I've done is I've converted the boring old marketing 101 SWOT analysis into a recruiting SWOT analysis. So I want to talk to you about how you can use the SWOT analysis tool to audit and improve your recruiting organization, to gain strategic insights about your recruiting organization. What is SWOT? SWOT, if you don't remember or didn't go to B-School, stands for Strengths, Weaknesses, Opportunities, and Strengths. Uh, Sorry, Strengths, Weaknesses, Opportunities, and Threats, SWOT. The strengths and weaknesses are typically internal factors, and usually opportunities and threats are external. Not necessarily always the case, but that's usually the way it is. So the recruiting SWOT is a little different. We're going to mostly look internal, although there are some external factors. But it begins by asking four questions. When you answer these four questions, these are the four questions you need to ask yourself and your organization. While you answer these, make sure that you stay focused on the talent marketplace, not on your organization's capabilities as an organization, as a brand, uh, etc., but just specifically around the talent marketplace. Otherwise, this can lead you down a bunch of rabbit holes that you'll never come back out of. So, a couple of ground rules to observe as you're, as you're doing the analysis. Uh, aside from the golden rule, which is make sure you keep your eyes on the talent marketplace as opposed to answering questions in the form of, you know, here at this company or whatever. So, ground rules. you got to be super realistic. And I mean like very, 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 very frank and realistic. This is only for you. You're not going to be selling this to anybody. The usefulness of your outcome depends on actually being frank about the answers to your questions. Don't, don't fluff it up. If you do, then it'll be useless. The second rule is you have to make a distinction between where your organization is right now and where it plans to be. Those are two completely different SWOT analysis. There's a SWOT analysis for today and there's a SWOT analysis for the future. But if you mix the two, then the whole thing falls apart. So as you answer the questions, make sure that you're answering them just for the now, where we are now, or if you're doing a different one, just for the then. But don't mix the two. Be realistic and distinguish and focus on where you are now. You also need to avoid middle grounds. No gray areas. Gray areas will send you down rabbit holes. The more specific, just like the more frank you get, the more specific you get, the more useful and reliable your final analysis will be. So don't just say, we need more candidates or we don't have enough candidates because that's not specific. We need 50% more candidates. That's specific. When answering the questions for the SWAT, you need to do so in relation to external competition, not competition 
for your company's brand, but competition for your talent. Remember, it's not about the brand. It's about the talent. And you're answering questions in relationship to, are you better or worse than your key competitors? So there's two or three companies that are constantly beating you to the best talent. Then answer the questions in relationship between you and those companies. As I'm saying that you need to be specific and frank, I also want to emphasize that you want to not overanalyze. You want to avoid complexity or deep analysis. This is a decision tool. It's a planning tool. This is not an analytics tool. If the outcome is too complicated, then you won't really be able to interpret it accurately, or it's going to give you a long list of things that then you have to figure out how to prioritize. So don't go too deep. And remember, this is a planning tool. So there is some subjectivity here, which is why it's a good idea to bring in multiple points of view. If you just do this by yourself, your outcome is going to be a little bit skewed by your subjective vision. So if you have a couple of people, different people, they're not going to draw the same conclusions. Make sure you include very various stakeholders. Who are stakeholders in your organization? I'm glad you asked that. That's a very good question. You're a great student. Stakeholders in your organization are not just candidates, and they're not just hiring managers. They're alumni, they're vendors, they're partners, they're customers, and yes, candidates, but also candidates who did not accept the job, they declined the offer, they're also stakeholders. New hires, hiring managers, group leaders, and executives, the top brass, even though you're not necessarily directly involved with them. So think about all those stakeholders. Now, what are the four questions? Well, it's a SWOT analysis. So basically, the four questions are, what are your strengths, what are your weaknesses, what are your opportunities, and what are your threats? (laughs) You knew that was coming, right? (laughs) But no, really. Here are the four pieces. Strengths. What internal factors contribute to areas of recruiting where your company beats the competitors when finding and attracting candidates? And that could be part one, finding, part two, attracting. But the question here is, how do you beat competitors? Remember, those top two or three competitors that are going after the same talent. In what way do you beat them at finding? And in what way do you beat them at attracting? This is where you have an advantage. Be realistic and don't be modest. It's okay if you want to, you know, if you feel proud about this one area where you're really strong. Um, you know, frank is, it doesn't necessarily mean subdued. You can be frank and bold. You can be emboldedly frank or frankly emboldened. So strengths. What internal factors distinguish your, our unique competitive advantage when finding candidates and attracting candidates as it relates to your top key competitors? The second one is weaknesses. Again, what internal factors preclude your organization from doing better than your competitors? In other words, how are you getting beat? Or in what areas are they stronger than you in getting to finding or attracting those candidates? How, how is what they're doing getting in the way and, and diminishing your, um, your results? Again, be candid. It's okay to say you are not very good at something. Now let's look at the other two, opportunities and threats. Opportunities. Think of situations that are present today, if you're doing that SWAT, or that you might be predicting in the future if you're doing the other SWAT. But situations that are present today that if you could act on them would give you an advantage. 
So an opportunity could be something like this. I usually find it easier to, to use examples for this one because a lot of times people think opportunities are sort of a tenuous gray area. So here's an example. Let's say that you just hired the best known name in a particular subject matter. So this is like the leading expert, the world's leading expert in widget manufacturing just joined your company. Well, that's a favorable situation that is here today. And if you could figure out a way to leverage that person's name as a way to compete and win for talent, then that's an opportunity. It hasn't been leveraged yet, so it's an opportunity. If it's been leveraged, then that would have been a strength. We have so-and-so who is the leading whatever. But the opportunity is we have so-and-so and we haven't used that as a leverage point. So what other opportunities are there? And then threats, what external forces could apply pressure or inhibit or slow down your organization in terms of recruitment? How are, how are you being dampened? How is your competitive advantage being blunted in the marketplace? Now, this could be something as simple as geopolitical. For example, let's take GDPR. Oh, yeah, I'm going to talk about GDPR. Take out your pillow, grab your napkin and your blanket, and uh, start sucking your thumb because you're going to go to sleep. No, I'm just kidding. GDPR took a lot of us in the United States by surprise because we were just thinking, oh, that's Europe. It's not going to apply to us. And yet our compliance department started telling us things like, well, we do have an office in Europe, which means we're targeting people in Europe, which means we all have to be compliant and things like that. So that's a threat. So if you know of some kind of regulation that's coming down the pipe, that is a threat that might get in the way of you getting to the talent that you want. Another threat could be one of your biggest competitors is opening an office nearby. Another threat could be one of the top schools that you recruit from just discontinued that degree. So you're okay for now, but four years from now, there's not going to be any new graduates, and so on. So answer those four questions and then generate a list of points for each of those four. Generate all the bullets that you can for each of those four. Now, you want to be critical and you want to be frank. And you also want to take a look at some of the things that you may not consider, like corporate structure, succession planning, forecasting, diversity, uh, compliance, culture. This is where the brand does kick in, but as opposed to the company brand, it's now the employment brand or the culture of the organization as a recruitment tool, as an attraction tool. Then you want to conduct interviews with your stakeholders and ask them a bunch of questions. Now, each of the questions for strengths, opportunities, threats, and weaknesses are listed in an article that you're going to have to go download because it's too many for me to just rattle off on the podcast here. But there's a bunch of different ways to answer, ask the same questions that I just talked about with regard to what are your strengths, what are your weaknesses, what are your opportunities, what are your threats. Once you have those questions and you have your answers, then you put together your list of common answers. So if you asked 10 different people what the strengths are and all of those 10 people gave you five different things, you may not have 50 different strengths because there may be some overlap or some things that you can combine or some things that go together. So find that overlap and those are probably the ones that should be at the top of your list and then prioritize them. You're really going to want maybe about five. Once you have more than five strengths and five weaknesses and five opportunities and five threats, you're getting to the point where 
it's going to get really hard to match them up because what you need to do next is where the fun stuff happens. You need to find ways to take strengths that bubbled up in this interview process and in this, in this diagnostic and see if you can use them to handle any threats. So how can you use your strengths to handle any threats? How can you use your strengths to take advantage of any opportunities? And what threats are going to be particularly dangerous given your weaknesses? So now you know what your weaknesses are, but are there some threats that can actually multiply that and make them worse? If so, then you need to start planning for that. So now that you have your strengths and weaknesses and opportunities and threats, you kind of start matching those four together. That's why I'm telling you, you really don't want more than five. I mean, six or seven, yeah, okay, but if you have like 20, it's going to be really hard to, ma to match them up. So go ahead and download the full list of questions, but now you have the basics for a recruiting SWOT, which will tell you what are your three or four or five key initiatives that you should focus on in planning for next year's strategy. You've been listening to the Recruiting Live podcast by Recruiting Daily. Check out the latest industry podcasts, webinars, articles, and news at recruitingdaily.com.